guy who complains about God too often is given almighty powers to teach him how difficult it is to run the world. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Our Our Childhood. A nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards. That is this podcast. Yes. How many times do you think I say that is is this this podcast? podcast. And then you go, hi guys. I do. Yeah. Hi guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's Ashley. And Ryan. And we're here talking about movies. It's what we do. This week we're doing the 2003 classic, Bruce Almighty, the most recent winner from our loser bracket Mm -hmm. movie poll. It wasn't really that close. Again, Twitter, we had a lot of votes on Twitter and uh, a majority of them were were for Bruce Almighty, Mm -hmm. like almost 70%. It's a good amount. So, and we've been getting a lot of votes on Twitter lately. So, yeah, yeah, Twitter's, Twitter's Twitter. I don't know. Twitter's where it's at. Apparently. Yeah. Um. So, thank you guys so much for voting in our polls. Just keep voting, guys, because yeah. that's it's fun. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like maybe you have a little bit of a say in what we're doing. You pick the movie that we get a review. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And rewatch. So, this one is uh from. Is the loser from our original setup polls, our Jim Carrey poll over the summer. Dumb and Dumber beat it. Yeah. Not shocking. Yeah. Because I would say this movie is a little later in the Jim Carrey comedy career mm-hmm. as far as really, really popular movies. Yeah. He's obviously a, a still a name, but... I feel like this was his last huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then he did some kind of dramedies and mm-hmm. stuff and, you know. And he did some other, like, fun with Dick and Jane. And yeah, yes I like that movie. I like both of and, them, but yeah. this was the one that I remember being like, nope, he's still a huge movie star. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So also we just want to remind everybody that we will be doing a poll next week mm-hmm. that will come out on Thanksgiving Day. There you go. But then after that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. It's the last set of, what do they call that in sports? The last. It's the last of the first round. Okay. Last matchup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll uh, be taking a little bit of a break. Uh, we are going to do a Christmas special mm-hmm. where we're just going to be talking about Christmas movies and yeah. whatnot. And we will be uh, putting up some questions on Instagram for you guys to answer so we could talk about them during our Christmas special. Mm -hmm. So just keep a lookout for those. And then also, uh, what else? Uh, For the Runers Club, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about when we say the Runers Club, uh, we did a bonus sode for Thanksgiving that just came out on Friday. Mm -hmm. And that was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And we will be doing a Christmas bonus sode as well. That and it will be coming out at the end of December. Yes. Probably around Christmas. And we should go ahead and promote it because yeah. we only got a couple more episodes. It is going to be the 1990 classic Home Alone. That is accurate. Yeah. We can't not talk about Home Alone when it's Christmas. Yeah. And that's a Runers Club exclusive. So if you're not part of the Runers Club and you want to hear these episodes... You can head over to ruiningourchildhood.com and join our fan club. It's free to join. Just give us your email address and you get a, these awesome bonus notes. Yes. And then also keep a lookout on Instagram. We are going to be doing another contest that mm-hmm. is exclusive slash giveaway. I don't know why I said contest. Yeah. Giveaway that it's exclusive to the Runners Club as well. And more details will be following yes and of course if you're part of the ruiners club which most of you are Mm -hmm. probably uh then look out for an email yes and again i just want to remind people that our emails tend to if you have like a gmail they tend to go in the promo folder yes or sometimes they'll go in the junk so just keep keep a lookout for sure for our emails because you're gonna want that bonus out yeah why haven't you listened to Plane, Trains, and Automobiles yet, guys? It was delightful. 
we had fun. Mm-hmm. That was it for housekeeping. Yes. What what are we doing here? <laughs> so let's head down memory road and talk about 2003 and Bruce Almighty. Yes. This movie was released on May 23rd of 2003. Fun fact, that was the day after I graduated from high school. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it had a budget of $81 million and it made $484 million. So very successful. Um, popular TV shows from 2003 were Friends, ER, and Survivor. The number one hit the week the movie came out was Sean Paul, Get Busy, which I don't know. A couple other popular songs were Beyonce featuring Jay-Z, Crazy in Love, and an Ashley favorite, Nelly, P. Diddy, and Murphy Lee, Shake Your Tail Feather. feather. (laughs) Yep. Ashley loves her some Murphy Lee. Uh, Popular movies were Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Finding Nemo, and Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, and Bruce Almighty was actually the number five movie for the year. Neat. Yeah. So what is your earliest memory of this movie? I definitely saw it in theaters because I would say there was a 15-year time period where I saw every Jim Carrey movie in theaters, with the exception of The Majestic. It's like the only one I didn't. I remember really liking it and buying it like when it came out on dvd or i might have gotten it as a gift the minute it came out on dvd but i truthfully do not remember the last time i watched this yeah me either i maybe we watched it when did bruce or evan almighty come out that i don't know 2007 maybe and i don't think i ever saw that really yeah you know what i think it came out like 2005 or 2006 because i vaguely remember watching it uh, in my parents' house, the first house we lived when we moved here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we were dating yet. Nope. But I just remember that Lauren Graham was in it. Mm-hmm. And that's all that mattered. Did Jim Carrey make a cameo in it or anything? I don't even remember that. No. It wasn't great. No. But for having Steve Carell as well. Yeah. By the way. But I don't remember seeing this in theaters, but I do remember a couple of my friends had seen it in theaters. And them quoting it a lot. Mm -hmm. But I'm like trying to remember if I did see it in theaters with them as well. I don't remember. I feel like I would. You know what's funny is I can't think of any quotes from this movie. I just, I don't know. But I can totally see people running around, especially in 2003, quoting Jim Carrey movies. Or yeah, like doing his mannerisms and stuff. So that's, (laughs) I don't have a great of a memory from it other than... It had Jim Carrey, it was funny, and it had Jennifer Aniston, so, yes. I mean, that was a thing, so. Yeah. I don't have a lasting impression of this movie, yeah. which is kind of weird. It's like, I know it was funny, yeah. and it was entertaining, but I, it wasn't something that was, I was, like, obsessed with, Yeah, if that makes sense. No, I agree. <laughs> but, I am excited to rewatch it and see if it's still hilarious, mm-hmm. you know, it is... 17 years old. I'm hoping for some good, well, hello there's. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, people that I mean, weren't super famous in 2003 that are now famous. What was that noise? I think that was Rupert. <laughs> Packing up along. Yeah. Uh, worst producer. Ugh, he's terrible, folks. Yeah, I mean, we just mentioned Evan Almighty, which is Steve Carell has a small, a small part in this movie. Mm-hmm. So we already know that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to see who else is in this movie because I know there's some other people. Like, yeah. I would yeah there was more than three people in this movie. I mean, the only thing I really remember from this is that he somehow gets godlike powers because he pissed off God. Mm-hmm. Or I guess mildly annoyed God enough to be like, I'm going to teach this guy a lesson. Yeah. And, and then, you know, shit happens. I was going to say, I remember him like cities burning down because of his <laughs> decisions. Because, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a tough job, I'm sure. I was going to say. So, what do you think uh, about whether it's going to hold up? I don't know why I I said it so long like that. It was a little interesting how you worded that. I'm going to say it's going to hold up. I don't have a lot to go on other than I remember 
enjoying this and laughing and like when i i might have seen it twice in theaters like might have been a situation like that where i saw it with some friends and then my mom wanted to go see it and went and saw it with her i'm hopeful that it's going to be really funny and holds up i agree i i don't see it being well it is Mm pg-13 so i don't see it being like super offensive but i also i can't discount that there's going to be something in there that does not hold up to today's standards. Yeah. Because 17 years ago, there was stuff that people were like, that's just innocent comedy, or mm-hmm. comedy can do whatever it wants. It has no rules. And you're like, 17 years later, we're like, just kidding. <laughs> everybody hates everybody. <laughs> and everybody is offended by everything. Yes. We'll see. I also figure... I didn't answer if I thought it was going to hold up. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you think? I think it's going to hold up as well. Okay. I might have started the sentence going, I think it's going to hold up as I well. I think you did. <laughs> I don't know, I believe know, that guys. was your exact, your exact words were, I think it's going to hold up as well. I also think Jim Carrey, the longer he was in, in Hollywood, the more selective he became with his roles. Right. So if he thought this was worthy of his acting, I think it's going to be well written and it's going to be funny. Okay. So. I agree. So we both say it's going to hold up. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we go watch this bitch? We would like to let them know where they could stream it. Oh, that's true. We do that, right? Yeah, we do do that. We do do that. We do do it. (laughs) Do do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So according to realgood.com, you can not stream this on any of the basic streaming apps like Netflix, Hulu, whatever, but you can rent it or buy it. So it is available on any of those apps that let you rent or buy movies. Okay. So it's it's out there. It's out there. It's not, you know, airheads. I was going to say, not airheads. <laughs> I hope somebody's listening to this and they're like, airheads? Yeah. Like somebody's listening to our podcast for the very first time. They picked this episode and they're like, yeah. why are they talking about airheads? They've never reviewed it. There's a reason we've never reviewed yeah. it. We can't find it. It's not a thing that's online anymore. Although um, Santos did send us, we could buy it on Amazon Prime <laughs> like, for like $300. Yeah, somebody's selling, a. I think it was a Blu-ray copy at yeah. least. But yeah, no it was way. a ridiculous yeah. price. <laughs> I'd pay like 10 bucks. Yeah. That I would have did. I wonder if we went on eBay if somebody would be selling. Well, I don't know, because maybe if there is a small market for it, people are pricing it to that market. I mean, we've sold stuff on eBay. It's kind of whatever people are willing to pay. Yeah. We've sold wrestling figures online, and you're like, that won't be worth anything. And we'll look it up, and I'm like, oh, five have sold for $200. So. <laughs> and we were going to list it for 10 Yeah. <laughs> Mistakes would have been made. Right. But anyway... I digress. That was um, eBay Talk with Ryan and Ashley. Should we start an eBay podcast? <laughs> Is that like 15 years too late? I think we party? missed the window on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, so we're going to go ahead and hit the... Pausey pause. Come back and talk about Bruce Almighty. Okay. Bye. Okay. And we're back. We just finished watching Bruce Almighty. And we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories. Like we always do. And our first category is, well, hello there. Well, hello there. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And who did you notice? Obviously, this is a Jim Carrey movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, He plays the lead character, Bruce Nolan, who Mm -hmm. is a... He's a reporter, but he does all the fluff pieces. Yeah. And he wants to be taken more seriously. Obviously, Jim Carrey is from very many movies, especially in our childhood. Mm-hmm. Ace Ventura, The Mask. Dumb the, and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. And most recently, he will be playing Joe Biden. Yes. On SNL. I wonder if he's going to kind of do like Alec Baldwin did and play him for... The full term. I mean, what is he doing right now? Hey. You know? Hopefully one It's hard to find a job right now, probably. That's true. Because I'm sure, like, eventually we're going to have to shut down again. Mm Mm-hmm. So all those productions that probably just went back into production, 
might have to shut down again. Yeah. So. It's 2020. It is. Who is your first one? Uh, I'll mention the other main person, Mm -hmm. which would be Jennifer Aniston. She plays Grace Connolly, who is Bruce Nolan's love interest in this movie. and His girlfriend. Girlfriend. Like, love interest sounds like he's trying to win her over. Yeah, well. They're already together. He's trying to win her back. At Am the I end, right? yeah. Um, we know Jennifer Aniston from being Rachel on Friends. Uh, she's on The Morning Show. She's been in a ton of things. Yes. So. She's, she's Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Though. There's a couple people in this cast that's like, it's... It's that person. <laughs> it's Steve Carell. Yeah. I'll, I'll name the next one. Okay. Uh, he plays Evan, who is a competing reporter of Bruce's. And his one scene apparently was so standout popular that it got him a sequel. Yeah. His own sequel. So That is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Steve Carell is from The Office so many other movies, Crazy Stupid Love, mm-hmm. and also The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston on Apple TV, yeah. Yeah. which we haven't seen, but we'll get no. to. And we haven't watched his other show, Space Force. Oh, yeah. We need to watch that as well. He's just working hard. Yeah. Who's your next one? Uh, my next one is Nora Dunn. She plays Allie Lohman, who's kind of like Bruce's producer, would you yeah. say? Yeah. I remember Nora Dunn from being on Saturday Night Live in the late 80s and early 90s. And I would say the most recent thing that I saw her on was playing Schmidt's mother on New Girl. Yeah. She's been in a couple of things since that. Because mm-hmm. I can't believe New Girl has been off the air for like four years. Wow. Yeah. She was in a couple episodes of How to Get Away with Murder. Oh. In Chicago Med. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. My next one is another part of the main cast, you would say, is Morgan Freeman. Mm -hmm. He plays God, and he is Morgan Freeman. Another person you can just say, it's Morgan Freeman. Seven with Brad Pitt, Mm -hmm. Million Dollar Baby. Sure. Among thousands of other roles. I feel like every night when we're watching TV, we see a commercial for IMDb. TV, mm-hmm. and they're always showing you the red yeah, trailer. With Bruce Willis and yeah. Mary Louise Parker mm-hmm. and Helen Mirren. I'm just going to name all the people that are in the movie Red. Yeah. Yes. Um, my next one is Christopher Darga. Mm-hmm. He played a baker who was in the oh, first kind of yeah. fluff scene that Bruce is doing where they're covering how this baker in Buffalo is trying to make the biggest cookie in the world to bring back customers because they failed their health inspection. Um, Christopher Darga was actually in another movie we did. He was a section leader in Deep Impact. Okay, yeah. And most recently, he's been on uh, an episode of 911 Lone Star. Yeah, I remember him from Deep Impact. Mm -hmm. My next one... I feel like we're jumping around on my list here. Uh, Philip Baker Hall. Mm-hmm. He plays Jack Bayer. I almost said Bauer. <laughs> he does not play Jack Bauer. No. Uh, Jack Bayer, who is Bruce's boss. I guess the network head or... Yeah. Or at least, I don't know. He has bosses too because he kind of mentions it at one point. But he's from Boogie Nights, Rush Hour. Mm-hmm. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I remember him from Rush Hour. He was the, the captain. Yes. And that. Who's your next one? My next one is someone who popped up on screen for a very brief cameo, which I felt like he's a, especially at this point, was becoming somewhat of a name. Mm-hmm. And that is Eddie Jemison, who he's just like, I want to say, like delivers lunch. Yeah, he's just like the their, yeah, their lunch cart guy. Yeah. And Eddie Jemison was Livingston Dell in the Ocean's Eleven movies. Mm-hmm. And he was on iZombie. Like, yeah. Reoccurring evil villain character. Yeah. Mr. Boss. Mr. Boss. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of felt like, especially at this point, this is after Ocean's Eleven, he would have maybe warranted a bigger part in this movie. Maybe this got filmed before. That's possible. And, yeah, yeah. That's very true because he does have a very, not like a very large part because Ocean's Eleven has a very big cast. Mm-hmm. So just by math. 
sense. Yeah. You don't actually get a large part, but obviously way bigger than just being a random guy giving yeah. Bruce his lunch. Exactly. Um, my next one is Catherine Bell. She mm-hmm. plays Susan Ortega. I wish you could say the way she pronounces Ortega. Susan Ortega. Yeah. And she plays uh, <laughs> Susan Ortega. Yep. Um, she was in Jag mm-hmm. and more recently in The Good Witch, which I think was a movie and then it's also a series. Yeah. I don't know. I never watched it, but no. Yeah. Um, but I did read a fun fact that her character was actually supposed to be played by at uh, Eva Mendez. I almost said Eva, and I'm like, that's not how you say her name. And she had to drop out oh, last okay. minute because we were talking about how Catherine Bell is not Hispanic, and we're like, no, you know, there's Hispanic actresses out there. Yeah. Apparently, they were gonna get one, but it then kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. My next one was Lisa Ann Walter, who, if you listen to our Parent Trap episode, she was in that. Uh, she plays Debbie, who is Grace's sister. <laughs> Sorry, had a look up there. Uh, she plays Grace's sister, and I mentioned Parent Trap. She played Chessie, who was yeah. kind of the nanny, for lack of a yeah. better term, to Lindsay Lohan's character. The only one that I have left is an actual cameo from Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. who plays Tony Bennett. And he's known for being Tony, Tony Bennett. Bennett. Yeah. Uh, she is singing at a fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, did you have anybody else? I had two more. Uh, Noel Gulemi. Oh, yes. He is a person who attacks Bruce in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And he was Hector in The Fast and the Furious. And then my last one is Alfred Dennis. He plays the old man who is sitting in the diner, who me and you recognize as Richard the Hipster from Community. (laughs) And when we say hipster, no, he's not a pretentious guy in his 20s. He's an old man, and they're the hipsters because they all had hip replacements. (laughs) So, But I looked him up. He was Irving in The Jerk with Steve Martin, Mm. and he was also in Catch Me If You Can. Okay. And unfortunately, he passed away in 2016. Yeah. Sweet little old man, baby angel. He, if you ever have seen Community, he plays a great character. He's the one that, like, is driving Mm -hmm. and really, really slow, and he's, like, can't remember where he is, and it's adorable, but also, like, their bad influence on Pierce. Mm -hmm. The next category is called, kids would call it a throwback, we call it the prime of our teens, and this actually did come out when I was a teenager. Me too! Um, Where we talk about fashion, dated references, and offensive jokes. Mm -hmm. What did you think about the fashion? I didn't notice too many bad things. I did want to talk about Bruce's shirt that he's, once he gets the powers of God... He's walking by a store and he sees a shirt and he apparently needs it. Mm-hmm. And it's a cloud shirt. Yeah. And I thought that must be the missing piece from Prince's suit from the Raspberry Beret music video. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Supposed to be a joke. <laughs> it really did not work out. If you ever see the Raspberry Beret music video, Prince wears a cloud suit. This was a cloud shirt. Okay. I get it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for laughing at it. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm more laughing at the fact that you're like, that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> Let me explain my joke so you can laugh at it. I didn't have an issue with the fashion. That shirt was pretty bad. But at one point, Grace is... She's going to meet Bruce at that party, mm-hmm. at that mansion. For whatever reason, there's a party going on, his uh, news network. Mm-hmm. And Grace decides to go last minute. So she's wearing jeans, but she's wearing super low-cut jeans, which I'm just like, oh, man, I do not miss those. Yeah. I don't ever want those to come back. They were very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like the minute you sit down, you're like, let me just show you my ass. Yeah. You want to see some butt crack? Here it is. And you're like, cool. 
I I want to constantly feel a draft on the back of my back. See, and I'm the type like if I ever feel like my shirt isn't covering my lower back, I'm always like uncomfortable. So I can only imagine people that wore those just were in a permanent state of like my butt's hanging out. That's my thing is like that was the fashion was like the jeans were so low and then the tops were just high enough to where there was like a two inch gap between it wasn't comfortable no i would imagine it wasn't probably comfortable for people that were like conventionally small Mm -hmm. but you know that's what we wore yeah then just add a thong onto that Mm -hmm. and i said "Mm mm-hmm like Like, i was wearing a thong yeah but your low-cut jeans that was definitely the style it's torture yeah. Do you have anything else for fashion? The only other thing was I thought it was kind of funny when Bruce goes to cover the Maid of the Mist up in Niagara Falls. He's wearing an umbrella hat. That's true. They force him to wear it. Yeah. 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 I did like Susan Ortega's haircut. She was very wispy. Mm-hmm. But I did feel, I guess it did fit in the times. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely had a very similar haircut in 2004. We always, whenever we see it, we go, that's the Veronica Mars season one haircut. I had like four layers, but mine was, because I have such thick hair, it just didn't look as good, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like my curl, curled out was too deep, and I just, I don't know, I looked like I was more going for something in the 60s, you know? I feel like that haircut jumped the shark once Billy Ray Cyrus got it. Yes, I remember that. (laughs) Yes. You know, when I got it, it was just like right after high school. And I was like, I want to go into college looking like a different person. So I chopped my really long hair off. And you've never done it since? Not really. No, I did Mm -hmm. it once like 2009, I think. Not like wispy, but just short. Yeah, not wispy. I did Mm -hmm. short and black, remember? Mm -hmm. Yes. Did you have anything else? I did not. Did you have any dated references? I do. Okay. I have quite a bit. Bruce does a lot of impressions, as Mm -hmm. you would expect from Jim Carrey. Uh, He does impersonate Walter Cronkite, which makes sense because he's a newsman. And he also impersonates Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he does some impressions. He also does, like, where he references a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. especially in the scene where he kind of freaks out at Niagara Falls when they announce, like assholes, by the way, Yes, that Evan has gotten the head anchor job mm-hmm. while Bruce is supposed to be live for the first time. Mm-hmm. So he <laughs> calls the lady he's supposed to be interviewing the Catherine Hepburn's mom yep. and then also calls her the old lady from Titanic yep. and tells her she should have shared the door with Leo. <laughs> and then uh, he just goes off and it was just a funny scene. Yeah. I love when he just looks at that lady and calls her Catherine Hepburn's mom. Yeah. That's funny. So Bruce gets fired, and in order to get his job back, he creates a new story for himself, which is The Unearthing of Jimmy Hoffa. So I thought that was a interesting way to go about getting your job back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I had any other references, but as far as, like, I guess dated notions, mm-hmm. the fact that Grace is... I don't know if it's really coming from her as much so much as her sister but they're really pushing that he's wasting her time because he hasn't married her yet yes and that's a to me that just seems like a very dated notion because like they're in a committed relationship they live together and he has a good like i don't get that at all i guess it it is a plot hole but i'm going to talk about it here Mm -hmm. the fact that her sister thinks he's kind of an a deadbeat almost and I'm like yeah he's an anchor on tv yeah he's not a serious reporter he's trying to be mm-hmm. but they he seem has a to good, have a good life together he, but he is kind of negative obviously you kind of come to learn that he is not happy with his job mm-hmm. and then he kind of takes it out on her a little bit but like this notion that he's wasting her time because he hasn't asked her to marry him but I think it, it has to do with the whole like well She's not getting any older and you guys can't have kids until you guys get married. And, yeah. you know, that all that dated logic. Ro- yeah. Romantic comedy bullshit. Yeah. But did you have anything else for this category? No, that was it. 
And I totally agree with you on the dated, old-timey, you got to have kids and you got to live your life this way, otherwise you're not successful. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as a woman. Yeah. Like, you're only on this earth for two reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. To get married and procreate, right? That's why we're here. I mean, this is a religious movie. (laughs) I guess it was sticking to those uh, outdated notions. Mm Mm-hmm. Shall we take a break real quick and we'll come back? Sounds great. Okay, bye. Okay. And we're back. And we're going to go ahead and move into our next category. And we're going to go ahead and answer a page from God on our beeper and talk about some technology. Yeah. What pieces did you notice? Um, that was definitely interesting that Bruce in 2003, 2004 had a pager. Yeah. I guess he is a news reporter, but he also does fluff pieces that don't seem to be like a very time sensitive thing, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in the beginning of the movie when he kind of course corrects his career, he does become Mr. Exclusive, though he creates all of the exclusives that he makes mm-hmm. or finds there is a lot of box televisions i feel like this is like right before flat screens were a thing yeah maybe i would think so yeah plasma quite wasn't there yeah i agree i i thought it was interesting he didn't have a cell phone he had a pager though so i guess yeah. that was that's true though i thought that was a, i mean like, i had a cell phone i was a 17 year old girl yes <laughs> i had a page i had a cell phone well i had a pager as well and just like Bruce's, it got ran over by a car. What? <laughs> Mine got ran over by a car as well. How? Uh, my friend broke his foot, and we really wanted ice cream. So he hobbled to Dairy Queen, uh-huh. which was a good distance from my parents' house. And then when we were done, he was like, I can't walk back. So I gave him a piggyback ride, like halfway. Uh-huh. And then I just threw him in a shopping cart and pushed him. And when I was pushing him across the street, I didn't realize my pager fell off. And that night when I went to go to bed, I was like, where's my pager? Retraced my steps, found it in the middle of the street, ran over by a car. (laughs) I thought I had told you this story. That's why I was like a little... I think I'm more surprised that you've had a pager. Yeah. Because I felt like only drug dealers had pagers and rich kids. And you were neither of them. (laughs) I cannot claim to be a drug dealer, and we definitely were not rich kids. I'm just kidding, too. The stereotypes that only drug dealers have pagers, it's a stereotype. It is. Yeah. I was a very important 14-year-old. Thank you. Did you have any other pieces of technology? At one point, Bruce has like a whole day where he can pretty much do whatever, and then the next day he starts hearing voices, and... To the point where he can't really tune them out because they are prayers. Mm -hmm. And he figures out a way to filter them through email. And they call it Yahi? Yahi. Yeah. Instead of Yahoo, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a dated reference, too. Because I don't think kids would even get that reference. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. That was... Definitely a dated thing, the Yahoo email. Yeah. And who the still whole... has a Yahoo? Oh, I know who does. I do too. You're the worst. <laughs> you know you know who you are. <laughs> you know what you did. Did you have anything else in this category? I did not. I just had one more and it was, I can't even remember what it was a response to, but it was a technology joke and he said... Mega bite me. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, why? It made me think of my brother because he still says bite me all the time. Yeah. I don't know why. But does he ever say mega bite (laughs) me? He has never said, hey, (laughs) kill a bite me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we did own this on DVD. There were a couple trailers Mm -hmm. uh, on the, the original DVD version. Such as Bring It On Again. Which I think was the second Bring It On. And mm-hmm. I feel like they ended up making like five or six of those. They did, yeah. for sure. Another one that I thought was good was there was a preview for American Wedding. Yes, there yeah. was. Yeah. 
And I couldn't remember what it was called or which one it was. Oh. I was like, is this American Reunion? I was like, no, it's not. Like, that would be, that came out way later. Yeah. Yeah. At least like six years later. Mm-hmm. What about the soundtrack? Hands down, my favorite song that made me think of it, because also I want to say this was in the trailer, maybe. Yeah. It is after Bruce has the powers and he realizes it, he is walking down the street just making crap happen while lip singing to I've Got the Power. Yes. And specifically when he shoots air guns, finger guns, at a fire hydrant and makes it shoot water. Yeah. That's that's a good one that they did play in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I know he does sing What If God Was One of Us yeah. while he's coming home. Mm-hmm. And I, I did notice uh, it wasn't the only song that had God in the title. I think they found every single song that may or may not had God in the lyrics and was mm-hmm. like, let's add it to the soundtrack. I don't think we can uh, have too much God in this. It is a movie about somebody becoming God. Yeah. I did. I always enjoyed his singing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to move on? Yes. The next category is called Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plot, the plot holes, and we name our funniest and cringiest parts of this film. Do you want to go over the plot? Yeah. Bit? So we mentioned... Jim Carrey plays Bruce. He's a TV reporter who gets fired after not getting an anchor desk promotion. He kind of has a bit of a breakdown about it, and he ends up crashing his car while pleading to God for guidance. I feel like he's less pleading for God for guidance as like blaming all of his problems on God. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's really the only reason God, a.k.a. Morgan Freeman... Is like, you think this job is easy? Let me give it to you for a while. Yeah. It makes me wonder if he does it a lot more often. Like, he doesn't... Well, he doesn't really do it in Evan Almighty, because isn't it about, like... If I remember the movie correctly, it's more about, like, there being a second arc situation. I was going to say, a Noah's Ark situation. Yeah, yeah, so... But it just... it. I wonder why he, out of everybody else in the world, Bruce is the one that gets to be given these powers yeah you know it's a good question on whether or not other people have had these yeah throughout the movie i did feel like a lot of bruce's issues were kind of petty Mm -hmm. and i just felt like if god was going to bestow these powers on anybody i feel he'd be somebody that had way worse issues than bruce did yeah you know yeah like you mentioned he he has a career and i don't know it's all of his problems are relatable but they're definitely like solvable yeah he's not getting kicked out of his house or not being able to pay rent or you know like actual real problems it's just more like things that he could probably change himself he could have easily applied for an anchor position in a different city Mm -hmm. and tried to go that route but yeah when he is given the powers of god there's only two rules that he has to follow One is he cannot tell anyone that he is God. And the second is he can't mess with free will. That's the two rules. Yes, it is. And he immediately, I would say, immediately starts using the rules to only benefit himself. Yes. (laughs) So. And And also to, you know, look up a woman's dress. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah, I had it in the data references and I... For some reason, skipped it. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good uh, thing to use your powers for. Did you have any plot holes? Were Mm -hmm. you waiting for me to ask that? I was waiting for you to ask that. I feel like the whole idea that Bruce can go around and unearth, we mentioned unearth Jimmy Hoffa, Mm -hmm. which didn't really hurt anyone, but just to woo Grace for the night, he... Goes outside and pulls the moon closer to them. It caused a tsunami in Japan. Yeah. How many people probably died because of you wanted to move the moon closer? It's a comedy, Ryan. It's... Uh, (laughs) And he's just, like you said, he flips skirts up. He's causing destruction. Yeah. But, hey, 
at least Bruce learned his lesson in the end. But and then also because there's you mentioned the one bully in the cameo mm-hmm. or well hello there that kind of beat him up before because that's another problem he has he's just like I got beat up by a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. and he sees them again once he has his powers and he makes a monkey come out of the guy's butt which fun fact that monkey is Marcel from Friends I thought that was Marcel yeah. but. <laughs> And I'm like, that's just disgusting. And then he made it go back in the guy's butt. Even more disgusting. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I did too. I did too. That wasn't really a plot hole. I don't know why I talked about it. Oh, I think because we were just talking about the chaos. his misuse of power. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> I Again, I'm dwelling on the fact that he thinks his life is so bad because he, out right before he crashes his car i think he gets in fight with grace and he's like i'm not okay with a mediocre life and like i get that sense of you're just like is this it right mm-hmm. and you're not he's not being very grateful for what he does have like a beautiful girlfriend mm-hmm. who's very sweet mm-hmm. and loving and a nice apartment he, i'm pretty sure he called his apartment shitty i'm like it's a decent apartment he did call it shitty yeah which I exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, you have a very nice apartment that I I bet we looked it up on Zillow. It probably goes for a million dollars. Right. You guys are probably going, guys, you're overthinking this mid-2000s comedy. But it's just kind of like now when you think about the year that it's been, like some problems just seem so dumb. Yeah. And a lot of his problems seem very, very dumb. And kind of like he's a whining jackass. I can't disagree. Did you have any other plot holes? I just thought it was interesting that Grace basically what pushes her over the edge and forgives him is the fact that he finished their photo album. Bare minimum. Yeah. I, I'm like, I guess this you... guy you just caught kissing Susan Ortega. Yeah. And he's being a massive dick to you. Yeah. And But oh, thank God he finished that photo album. That's what I'm saying, because, like, I think that falls into the mediocre stuff that he doesn't even have to do that much Mm -hmm. to win her back over. Yeah. Right? To be honest with, like, the situation with Susan Ortega, I just like how she has to say her name all the time. It's a little out of left field to actually put that as a plot hole myself, because I feel like, obviously, they they kind of introduce her. She's she's already an anchor woman, and she's beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think he's a little intimidated by her. And I, I didn't get a sense that he found her like super attractive. I I took it as like, I want to be her co-anchor. Yeah. And she's already in a spot that I want to be in. So then I felt like it was a little out of left field that she was hitting on him mm-hmm. and like kissing him at that party. Like I just felt like it was just a way for them to be like, this woman's slutty and she's going to cause a problem between... The main character and his girlfriend so yeah. that he has to figure out a way to win her back. I I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess conflict is needed in movies. Otherwise, it would be boring. But it's, I don't know. Some of it just seems so manufactured and unnecessary. Like, or forced. Yeah. Enforced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything else? That was all I had. I, I did like how you pointed out the photo album thing because I literally wrote, you put it together a photo album? Wow, you must really love your girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. It just reminds me of just a generic, like, I- I'm going to wash the dishes as a boyfriend. And now you're going to pat me on the back for 20 years because I washed the dishes once. Remember that time I did the job you do all the time? <laughs> yeah. I did it once. Yeah. It was only about spaghetti. <laughs> I made spaghetti one time. And I still tease Ashley about it. It happened. You follow the directions well. I was going to say, and Ashley had to give me step-by-step instructions on how to make it. Yeah. What was your funniest liner moment? I, self-admittedly, am a sucker for a good flipping of the bird joke. And I liked when one of uh, Bruce's co-workers in a meeting kind of makes a little quip at him. And he was like, oh, do you like jazz? I think it was Evan, Steve Carell. Yeah, it was. And he, he was like, let me play you something. And he kind of turns his back and acts like he's playing a trumpet. Yeah. And when he is 
doing the fingers and he would act like he was holding a note, he would flip Evan off. Yeah. And I thought that was very funny. I have to say, I'm really proud of you for not doing it and hitting your microphone. Thank you. Because that's something you would totally do. That is what I'm known for. Because I'm like, you know, the listeners can't see you do it, so you don't actually have to do it. You just have to describe it. I like to talk with my hands. I know. (laughs) We're aware. (laughs) That one was one of my funnier uh, moments as well. As I mentioned earlier, the whole scene where he's freaking out on live television is probably one of the funnier scenes. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the part where Bruce makes Evan speak gibberish on his, I'm guessing, first time being the co-announcer. Yeah. Or co-anchorman. And he's just, you know, making him say incoherent things. Just gibberish. Yeah. And Steve Carell did a very good job on that. Yes, he did. It was still a very funny scene, so mm-hmm. that was mine. You mentioned his meltdown, and I like at the end when he's done insulting the lady and calling her Aubrey Hepburn's mom. He just Catherine ends it, Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. He ends it with, back to you, fuckers. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the thing that got him fired. Yeah. Yeah, cussing on the air will do that. And then I also liked a line that uh, God said, Morgan Freeman, and he's like, you can't kneel in the middle of a highway and live to talk about it, son. Like, at the end of the movie, he gets yeah. hit by a car, I think. Mm-hmm. What was your cringiest slander moment? You actually kind of touched on it earlier, and that was Bruce making a monkey come out of a man's butt. That was mine, too. I don't know why I mentioned it earlier. It happens, but that was just... I think the whole thought of it scared me and then when he makes it go back into the guy's butt and yeah. the guy's just his facial reaction I, it's gross it is gross it's it's another thing that i can add to the list of things that i thought were funny mm-hmm. when i was a kid and then now as an adult i'm just like thinking that's gotta hurt <laughs> like i'm thinking of the logistics of it and i'm just like ow <laughs> that monkey's a good size it's gonna hurt your beehole Did you have any other additional notes or anything you wanted to talk about? I just wanted to mention one of the issues that Bruce and Grace were having was with their dog, Sam, going pee in the house. The thing that I thought was dumb is every time Sam would go pee on the chair, Bruce would grab him (laughs) and carry him outside. And and Sam would just pee everywhere. And then the minute he got outside, he would stop peeing. I'm like, right. well, now you got a huge mess to clean up. Yeah, just let him finish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, work on training him. Don't just carry him through your apartment, peeing everywhere. I did note that Sam the dog did have a lot in common with producer of the podcast, Rupert. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker. <laughs> he likes to pee on the chair. Yeah. yeah. So I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that I felt like my friends did quote this movie a little bit, and I couldn't remember what they quoted, but I obviously rewatching the movie, I remembered mm-hmm. uh, the B-E-A, beautiful. Yep. And the it's good, good. It's good. It's good. It's good. I felt like they wanted to, because they did the good one a lot, mm-hmm. that they were trying to come up with a catchphrase that was, that rivaled you know, something that he said in, like, in The Mask or in Dumb and Dumber. Like a little all righty then from yeah, Ace Ventura. right. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was a little forced. I agree. Because, yeah, they, the it's good, they do about five or six times. And it's Morgan Freeman does it, he does it. Yeah. Yeah. It did catch on a little bit, because like you said, your friends quoted That's it. True. I remember probably quoting it ad nauseum. Yeah. Yeah. Just rewatching it, I just felt like it wasn't as seamless as some of the other movies where he had good catchphrases, like, yeah, you know, smoking, smoking, you know. I totally agree with you on the forced, yeah, yes. Did you have anything else? I did not. Would you like to hand out some awards? I did just want to talk about one. Well, actually, yeah, let's hand out awards. Okay, sorry. I decided I'm going to save it for the awards. Okay. As always on Ruining Our Childhood, it is award season. We give out two awards every week, 
the first of which is a valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School for Bad Acting. Whom did you give your award to? I actually had a hard time picking somebody because I felt like everybody did pretty well as far as the acting in this movie. Mm -hmm. I kind of just picked one based on them being underutilized and kind of unnecessary as a character, and that was Nora Dunn as Allie. Because I feel like if you have somebody like Nora Dunn on your cast, Mm -hmm. why does she only have like five lines? Yeah. Even have a character arc in any way? No. Uh Uh-uh. She was just there to be like, good job, or give him a look when he messed up or something. Like, And it's a role that anybody could have played. Yeah. So if you're, like you said, if you're going to pay Nora Dunn, which I'd imagine would be more than the average actor would make, utilize her. Yeah. She's funny. Give She's, her some funny lines. Yeah. Yeah. But that was my pick. Who is yours? I kind of agreed with you on this fact that it was a little hard to find some bad acting. I gave it to Philip Baker Hall as Jack, and it wasn't that I felt he was a bad actor. I thought he was a terrible boss <laughs> in the sense that he fires Evan after one bad newscast. And he made Bruce think that Bruce is getting his big break on the live show at yeah. Niagara Falls just to let them announce that Evan was the... Yeah, that was fucked up. On air. And then he tried to say, oh, it was the higher-ups. Yeah. Was it? Total bullshit. Like, I understand maybe you guys wanted to give it to Evan, but you owe it to the other person that was in the running. Just tell him, like, hey, we're going to go with Evan. Yeah, don't do it on the air. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Yeah, that's shady. Shady shit. Sorry, I kind of cut you off there. Did you have anything else to talk about him, or was that it? No, that was it. Okay, cool. We'll move on to the next award, which is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you be award to? I'm going to surprise you. I did not give it to Jim Carrey. Okay. <laughs> I figured you'd be stunned. Oh. I gave it to Jennifer Aniston. So as did I. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I gave it to her. I thought, okay, at this point, Jennifer Aniston is what we would like in the business to call extremely famous. Right. In the, in the business? In the Are business. we in the business? We're in the business. We're in the podcasting business of Hollywood. We talk about movies. She's extremely famous. She's on the number one TV show in our mm-hmm. country. And I think at this point, it's probably started making more and more movies. She deserves way more screen time than she got. Right. But I felt like she did the most with it. Yes. And specifically, she showed incredible uh, range. When she was praying to God to help him. That was a little bit devastating. Yeah. But also I was like, he doesn't deserve it. Exactly. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you are really, like, I get that you love him and you don't want to give up on him. She was great in this. Yeah. Yeah, She. I really enjoyed her character. I thought she was like the sweetest person. Mm-hmm. I would have, like I mentioned earlier, I would have liked her to be a little more developed in the sense that she wasn't. I mean, she never said she wanted to be married, but then I think her sister got into her head a little bit. Uh, when they get to that fancy restaurant and Tony Bennett is singing and she's like, this is the moment because, you know, that's how all of those moments are painted. Mm-hmm. And she uses that moment to tell her that he got the anchor job. So that kind of obviously irks her. And the I felt like the fight between them uh, when he does like get angry and he's like, I don't want a mediocre life. Like I felt like that was way too real. For such a like a fluffy comedy movie, I was yeah. like, "Whoa, man!" Yeah, I get it. We all go through this, but this is a little too real for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed her character, and I love Jennifer Aniston, so it wasn't hard. I mean, I thought Jim Carrey did good, but I just thought his character wasn't very redeemable at times. He does a lot of effed up shit. That is very Mm self-serving, but at the same time, we're supposed to root for him. At the end of the movie, I was thinking, I hope she doesn't take him back. You're too good for him, and he's being a legit a-hole. It's just kind of that formula of how movies, especially at this time, was like, the guy can do pretty much anything. As long as he learns his lesson in the end, Mm -hmm. then everything else is erased, which is... (laughs) In this movie, it was like some really drastic things happen, like you mentioned, a tsunami. And 
It's just he he barely learns his lesson. No. And again, like you mentioned, all he did was like, hey, this photo album that my girlfriend was kind of nagging me about. Boom. uh, Of us doing together. Let me fill it out. And it wasn't that hard, guys. All she did was ask him to pick out some pictures. Yeah. I did want to mention some of the other shit that he did. He let a lot of people win the Powerball or the Mm -hmm. lottery to the tune of it was 400,000 people won, so they all won about $17. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Because when when he talks to, it's like after one of their fights and he talks to Grace and she's like, my sister won the lottery. But I guess so did like 40,000 people, so she only won $17. He causes an asteroid to crash into the Earth. Just to get the story. Yes, just to get the story. And that causes massive power outages. He has the local hockey team, the Buffalo Sabres, win the Stanley Cup and a riot ensues. Yeah. Like he's doing all this stuff just so he can cover it. Yeah. Who do you think is worse? Him for using his power like that, his newfound power, or God for allowing him to do it just so he could teach him a lesson? Ooh, that is a interesting conundrum. Because I'm just saying that God knows everything about this man. Mm-hmm. He probably knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And yet he was like, I'm going to let him roll with it just to teach him a lesson. I do think you got to put some of it on the uh, the big man yeah. for allowing it to happen. Just saying. Sitting back. Yeah. I hope he learns his lesson. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think he really did because he acted like a douchebag and as long as he makes a photo album, he gets his girlfriend back. <laughs> Never mind the people that died because of a tsunami, people who didn't have power. It's okay. Yeah. Hey, he learned his lesson. <laughs> Anyway, so we've given out the awards. Mm-hmm. The last thing we do on these episodes is decide if this classic holds up. Yes. What do you think? I think by a very slim margin, I think it did hold up. I thought it was a lot more cringy at times than what I had expected, but I thought it was still very funny Mm -hmm. and I found myself laughing a lot during it but at the same time I had issues with going why am I rooting for this guy he's a total a-hole a lot yeah so it's it's weird to me because like 17 year old Ashley watched this movie completely rooting for somebody like that and I've had this a lot with a lot of movies we've rewatched for this podcast Mm -hmm. is you kind of like the sarcastic and the the jerk, you know, like the Van Wilder type, yeah, who's like the smart ass who, despite him being a jerk, he's still lovable. And I'm using air quotes because it only works in some cases. Mm-hmm. And I feel like rewatching it now because I f- feel like we've written male characters way better in the sense that we're like, well, we can't have them be complete assholes unless that's their purpose is to be complete assholes but you can't have it both ways i feel like you can't he's a total douchebag and he's ruining people's lives but hey we need to root for him yeah yeah what what did you think though you never said whether or not you thought it held up i'm gonna agree with you that it did hold up by a slim margin because i think the movie overall was still watchable and it was still had really funny bits Uh in it i actually think one of the aspects of it that is kind of dated is the actual religion factor Uh because i don't think people are as religious as they were 16 years ago you know we're probably i could make you can make a case that we're moving away from that yeah yeah there was times where it was a little a little preachy maybe Uh for my your taste for my taste Uh but i also I felt like it wasn't as completely blatant. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. There's only a couple times where I was like, okay, we calm, calm down. We know this is a religious movie. You're being a little preachy, guys. Yeah. But also, I, I think like, we did kind of touch on when we were giving out our awards, the acting wasn't bad. It had a lot of moments that were really good. It had a little bit of cringe in there, but I thought it held up enough. Okay. Well, barely. Yes. But it held up. Mm-hmm. It was a close one. It was a very close one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, another episode for your ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds dirty. 
<laughs> Gross. Like we said in the beginning of the episode, we will be doing another poll this week mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving Day through Saturday for our next movies. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be taking a small break, do a Christmas special. Obviously, the Runers Club has a bonus sode coming at the end of the month. But then we'll be back at the beginning of the year uh, with, with the second round. Second round of movies. And if you're wondering, what are the movies? This week, our movies are Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. Starring one Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Uh huh. And then also Pineapple Express. Okay. I was like, good thing you know that because yeah. I, I didn't know. I got good memory. Good job. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. Um, so that will, again, be up on Thursday. Uh, and yeah, I don't know what else to say. I think that's it. That's it. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good Thanksgiving. Yes. Have a happy and safe holiday. Wear your masks. Wear your mask. Eat lots of turkey. Eats. Let me try that one more time. <laughs> nope. Yep. Keep Eat, it in. Eats, eats lots of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Eats lots of turkey. Eats lots of turkey. Okay, okay bye. bye. <laughs>